Welcome to the Brain Over Binge podcast, where you learn a simple brain-based approach to ending binge eating. I'm Katherine Hansen, your host. I'm the author of two books on binge eating recovery, Brain Over Binge and the Brain Over Binge Recovery Guide. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that there are two goals of recovery that I talk about. The first is dismissing urges, and the second is eating adequately. Although no one recovers in exactly the same way or on exactly the same timeline, when you get down to the basics, those two goals are really all that's necessary to put a permanent end to binge eating. You have to eat enough food to make sure you aren't in that survival state that really ignites the binge urges, and you also have to dismiss any urges that are due to habit. Dismissing urges is a deconditioning process where you're actually using neuroplasticity to change your brain. You do this by not giving the urges value or attention, and of course by not acting on them. My colleague, friend, and co-host for the first several episodes, Cookie Rosenblum, and I talked about the five components of dismissing urges back in episodes four through eight. So if you want to get clear on how to dismiss the urges to binge and change your brain, you'll want to go back and listen to those episodes. Today I'm going to talk about a topic that has to do with the second goal of recovery, of eating adequately. I find that in my work with clients or in the eight-week course that I coach along with Cookie Rosenblum, the question often comes up, how do I eat adequately? It's possible your eating has been irregular for a very long time, and you feel like you aren't sure how to start implementing normal eating habits. Even though you know the importance of eating enough, you may be wondering how to actually do it. And there is no one right answer to that question. There are many helpful theories and guidelines and ideas, but as I've talked about previously in this podcast, what works for one person in terms of how to eat or what to eat may not feel right to another person. So it's really about finding what works for your own unique body. Today I'm going to talk about one theory of how to go about eating normally, and this theory definitely fits what I just mentioned in that it's very helpful to some, but then doesn't quite feel right to others. The way of eating I'm going to discuss is called intuitive eating. And in this episode, I'm going to explain this approach to eating and help you decide if it could be something helpful to you, either right now or in the future, or help you see that it might not be a practical way to approach eating for you personally, or at least for right now. If you're a binge eater trying to recover, you've likely come across this term, intuitive eating, at some point. Intuitive eating is a popular approach And it's an approach that uses hunger and fullness, taste preferences, as well as the way foods make you feel to guide your eating in terms of what you eat and how much you eat. The term intuitive eating is often used very loosely to mean hunger-directed eating or preference-directed eating. But as an official technique, intuitive eating was first laid out by Evelyn Trivoli and Elise Resch in their book, Intuitive Eating, A Revolutionary Program That Works which was first published in 1995. The basic principles of their approach are to eat when you're hungry, to eat what you're hungry for, to stop eating when you're comfortably full, and to be mindful of everything that you eat. In this theory, the body intuitively knows what foods are best for you and how much you need to eat. And if you can just be in tune with your body's sensations and your body's signals, you'll be able to effortlessly maintain a healthy weight for your unique body. 
The intuitive eating approach has since become much more generalized, and it's been adopted by many recovery advocates as a preferred way to eat, and even by some as a requirement for recovery. Eating based on your intuition is about trusting your body's innate wisdom. It involves following your preferences, but it's not just about eating what you desire in the moment, and it's often misinterpreted to be that. But it's not just about how food appeals to you right now, It's also about being connected to how certain foods make you feel later and making food choices based on that as well. So that's why it's important for you to think of your intuition as your inner wisdom and not just your momentary desires. The result of eating based on intuition should be a good way of eating that fits your lifestyle and fuels your body in a good way. Intuitive eating is very helpful to some people, And there's definitely value in learning to follow your own personal, internal cues for eating. But to be helpful, intuition-based eating has to be understood properly. It can't be thought of as an eat-whatever-you-want-whenever-you-want-it-all-the-time approach. For it to be helpful, it's important to see the distinction of what I just mentioned. The distinction between your inner wisdom and then your desires for pleasure in the moment. Of course it's good to receive pleasure from food, but it's important to look at the whole picture as well and not eat solely based on getting that temporary pleasure in the moment. One thing intuitive eating is very good for is helping you let go of food rules and getting rid of that dieting mindset. It's also good for helping yourself allow yourself to have foods that you previously did not allow yourself or foods that were previously forbidden. Eating based on intuition gives you the freedom to listen to what your body wants without needing to follow an external diet plan or someone else's diet rules, or really any meal plan for that matter. And this can provide a level of freedom that maybe you've never experienced before. It can feel wonderful to know that you do always have the choice to eat in line with your preferences and what you actually want. Now, it's important to know that when you let go of diets and rules, What can often happen is that temporarily, you may find yourself eating more junk food or more previously forbidden food than you feel comfortable with. And that's okay, provided you're not binge eating. You can still dismiss those urges to binge. And it can be very helpful to learn to eat previously forbidden foods in moderation because it helps you decondition the link between those tempting foods and binge eating. And it can help you prove to yourself that you can eat all types of foods without becoming out of control. But I want to talk a little more about this because I think the phase of eating more junk food or more former binge food very frequently, while, like I said, it can be very beneficial to get used to eating these foods in normal amounts without either restricting them or binging on them, if this phase goes on for too long without you gravitating back towards some better quality foods that make you feel good as well, then you just need to know that you may need to adjust your course. In the theory of intuitive eating, the body should eventually start craving and naturally steering you toward healthier choices. And even if you do eat too much junk food at first, you should eventually start craving things like vegetables and proteins and healthy fats as well. So what should naturally result is a balance between nourishing food and food that's primarily just for pleasure. And if that balance does result, then that's wonderful. But if that balance does not result, you may need to remind yourself that eating based on your intuition does not just mean eating based on pleasure in the moment, but on how the foods make you feel as well. 
it may be time to start noticing how what you're eating is affecting you. You can start to tune into your body and see what the food is doing to your energy or your mood or your sleep or your stress levels. In other words, you can shift your focus from how it tastes in the moment to how it feels in your body. This is how you can eventually make genuine choices about what and how much to eat of certain foods or treats. Not because you're on a diet or because you're forbidden to have those foods, but because you genuinely feel better when you eat more nourishing things. You, of course, still may want treat food sometimes for pleasure, and that's absolutely fine as well. Remember, perfect eating is never the goal. My personal opinion is that relying on your intuition is a good thing. However, you always need to know that you have your higher brain to oversee your actions and your choices, and you can use your higher brain to steer yourself toward better choices if your intuition seems not to be leading you in a good direction. If you find yourself only eating highly processed, highly stimulating food every time you're hungry, it may be time to insert some rational higher brain choices as well. Highly processed, modern food doesn't quite interact with our body in a way that always leads to completely clear and reliable hunger and fullness signals or completely reliable cravings. And people with or without eating disorders have to deal with the effects that modern foods can sometimes have on us. It's important to know that your higher brain always has the ability to veto harmful cravings and exert self-control to guide your choices. Using your higher brain and your intuition in conjunction can provide you with the balance that you need. The last thing I want to say about intuition-based eating is that I view it as sort of an advanced strategy for those who are already rather well-connected to their hunger and fullness and approximately how much their body needs. If you're just getting started with recovery and your eating has been irregular for a very long time, from both restrictive dieting and from binging, your hunger and fullness might not be very reliable at all right now. And there could be some physiological imbalances from binging and dieting that might make your food cravings and food preferences very erratic as well. If that's the case for you, you may not feel well connected with your inner wisdom or your intuition when it comes to eating. You simply might not be ready to rely on your internal cues, and that's perfectly okay. You can implement some structured eating or create meal plans to help you eat in a normal way. You can do this either through your own research or with the help of a nutritionist. And then over time, you can gradually release this structure if that's what you feel like you want. But it's also important to know that there is no timeline for releasing structure. And you don't actually have to release structure in your eating at all. Some people, with or without an eating disorder, simply like eating in a more structured, scheduled way. And that works for them, and that works for their own personality. Although hunger and fullness are definitely important, intuitive eating is not a requirement for recovery. Some recovery advocates promote the end state of recovery to be eating in a very flexible, very free-flowing way. But for you, your inner wisdom may tell you that structure and scheduled eating feels better to you and actually fits your life better. And there's nothing wrong with that. You may be someone who's somewhere in between. You may have a very flexible structure to your eating and that feels very good to you. And that is your own inner wisdom coming through. There are many different ways that inner wisdom shows up. So trust yourself and your own wise voice to determine what is best for you. Provided you're getting enough food and you're nourishing yourself, 
You can eat in whatever way works uniquely for you, and that is following your own intuition. That concludes my talk on intuitive eating. I hope it's been helpful to you in determining how you may like to use intuitive eating or some aspects of intuitive eating, either now or sometime in the future. There's a lot of information out there about eating intuitively, so if you're interested, I encourage you to explore this topic more. Also, remember you can get my free ebook, The Brain Over Binge Basics, by clicking the link in the show notes. This episode of the podcast dealt with the eating adequately part of recovery, and the free ebook addresses and guides you in the dismissing urges part of recovery. So the ebook would be a great complement to what you heard today. Thank you so much for listening. No matter where you are in your recovery, I want to encourage you and remind you that you have the power to change your brain and live a binge-free life. The Brain Over Binge podcast is produced and recorded by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC. All work is copyrighted by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC, and all rights are reserved. As a disclaimer, the hosts of the Brain Over Binge podcast are not professional counselors or licensed healthcare providers, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy. Eating disorders can have serious health consequences, and you are strongly advised to seek medical attention for matters relating to your health. Please get help when you need it, and good luck on your journey.